What's up, everybody? This is the What Are Your Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy George. And today's episode is actually a recorded conversation from March 2021. Uh, it's about a snowboarding trip that I went on with my buddies Alex, Jordan, and Fee. Alex comes and joins me for the conversation for the pod. So it's it's not super fresh, but I think still relevant. And especially as we're starting to finally see a little bit of snow coming into Tahoe, I hope this helps uh, bring more snow for uh, for all my friends out there. Um, and, uh, the only thing re-listening to this conversation that I want to mention is, uh, I think I just got to apologize for how many times we say, Oh dude, 100%. Um, I, I really don't know what to say other than, I guess you can take the bros out of San Diego, but you can't take the San Diego out of the bros. So with that said, I hope you enjoy it. Here's episode 13. <laughs> All right. Uh, cool. So today we are discussing goal number nine, which was to land a 360 on a snowboard. Um, I've got with me my very good friend, Alex, uh, who I've met at in college. Uh, and then we started hanging out, I'd say a lot more, you know, after college. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Alex, thanks so much for joining me. Yeah. Happy to, happy to be here to talk about snowboarding. <laughs> Best topic ever. <laughs> When's the when's the last time you went out? Were you uh, were you just there? Yeah, recently? it's been like it's been like three weeks already. Um, really? But the next trip is actually tomorrow, so I'm driving up at four a.m. No way, you're doing the same yes. thing, and you're staying. Yeah, so it'll be um, we're going through the weekend um, to North Star, and I heard they have the half pipe open. This what? Yeah. Wait, the the half pipe at. Um, at North, at North Star, Star. the one that we were going over. The one, you know how you're like ducking the line? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All of that oh, is like released. I want to ride that. So if you're trying to get out in the next couple weeks. Damn. Yeah. I think people are, I mean, today's what, you know, March 11th, um, just for context to people listening to this. So vaccines are coming out. Uh, it seems like the general sentiment is people are getting a little bit more comfortable doing stuff. So we'll probably start to see all those destinations fill up again. For better <laughs> for worse, I guess. Yeah, it, it's definitely, um, man, that last couple of times we went, there's so many people there. Yeah. Like Saturdays were just like lo- loaded. Like you yeah. can tell if it was a COVID or non-COVID. Really? I think it was way more than when uh when we went january 9th yeah 10th. Yeah. yeah damn so damn. i feel like we were just like reaching their uh tipping point i know dude that was a great that was a great weekend and <laughs> i mean for in more ways than one you know the mountain was <laughs> open we got the goal down which i was super stoked about yes. um that obviously that wasn't the first time we tried so my first question for you is when i reached out to you about or when we first started talking about this goal you had mentioned to me that this is something that you've been wanting to work on as well. Um, so I was just curious, you know, why is that? Man. So snowboard goals wise, I just feel like the 360 was just something that was untouchable until like the last couple of years. Yeah. And every year I'll like, I'll go into the season, like I have like a few trick goals. Like I have to figure out how to board slide this year. Mm-hmm. I have to do it in the other direction. Um, <laughs> 180s one year. Or in the very beginning of snowboarding, it was like, 
I want to be able to do a black diamond run, right? Yeah, yeah. So 360s was just the things I would just see like on TV yeah. or like in the Olympics. Yeah. Um, or just like those guys at the park that are just like, probably started when they were 10 years old yeah it just looks dope it just looks dope so goals wise it was unreachable until probably the last two seasons yeah and it just there's like getting a 360 down and then there's like really styling yeah right like getting to the point where you don't look like you're about to eat shit the entire time yeah i'm not there yet yeah yeah well, dude, I mean, we had a couple by the end that I feel like were pretty solid, pretty consistent. They were solid. How would it compare? Like, so what did you expect going into it, right? Like in terms of level of difficulty or like like prep, whatever. And then how did that how did that compare to to how it actually was? Man, so <laughs> this is funny. It's like going into this, I thought it'd be easy. Like, <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> like, I could be like in my room. Or I'll brush my teeth. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. Practice before, like, getting on the slopes. Yeah. And then getting to the slopes, it's just, like, I don't know if, like, like, my brain stopped working or just, like, all the variables. It was, like, way harder than I thought it would be. Yep, yep. Um, It was a combination of, like, air awareness. Yep. Like, so riding in with speed and then you're in the air and just, like, oh, my God, I, I forgot what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do I need to do? Hundred um, <laughs> percent. Literally black out. Literally black out. I'm like, okay, I just scrubbed the landing, and I'm not sure what I did right or wrong. <laughs> um, Which is why I, I feel the- like having video footage was so crucial. That was one of my big takeaways from this: was being able to actually watch myself and understand where I was messing up or like the little, you know, just like the nuances and how I was taking off the jump was so critical. And I feel like that was really the turning point is when we started actually analyzing our shit instead of just like sending it off of a jump (laughs) and then writing. I tried to do this. Like I made zero progress. I feel like those, those first two days. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I I definitely think that, um, shortening the feedback loop was like the biggest hack that we had to this it's like common sense but like and can you you elaborate on that a little bit like what what is it that we did to shorten the feedback loop oh for sure like up to like a few hours in right we're just taking the lift up going down the run doing the boxes and the jumps yeah and then and then you get to the bottom and then you wait in this giant line and then you go back up and repeat, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think we got to the point where we're like, you know what? We're here to try to get a 360. <laughs> Can we just, are you down to just hike it? Even though <laughs> it's kind of a pain to ask. <laughs> um, and Dude. it's crazy because we had like one guy in our group, right? He was just, he's like, I don't want to hike. I'm just yeah. going to keep taking the lift. <laughs> Then the crazy, I think the aha moment was like, we did five or six runs till we saw Fee again. <laughs> and we were like, yo, we could do six of these for every time. Yep. Um, so definitely uh, doing more reps. Um, video evidence definitely helped us micro adjust. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. Like for a while, it's like, oh, why are we over rotating? Or... Yep. Why is like our arms getting crossed up in the air as we're trying to finish the last <clears throat> yep. 90? 
Yeah. And then it was like really cool because like the next rep, we could just focus on like, oh, let's let our arms just follow through with yeah. the 360. Yeah. Or yeah. let's get our head looking. And right. Like, like exactly. I, that was the big change for me. I remember, I think you were the one that was like talking about like the high five behind you, mm-hmm. right? Like if I just focused on that, that's what got my body right. Even though your like natural instinct is to look where you're going to land. Cause your body is like, Whoa, <laughs> I'm about to die. If I just fling myself in the air. So you yeah. have to go against your natural instinct. And then once you do that and you get comfortable with it, yeah, everything came so much more naturally. Yeah. I think, I think this concept, it's so rudimentary and like what it is like break something big down into smaller chunks. Totally. Right? Yeah. whether you're gonna learn like guitar or like 100 how to swim right or something yeah um but it's hard at the same time because you like know these things right but naturally you're like, like like screw it like let's let's just let's just do the thing i want to do that I, I can visualize yep and i think when you actually struggle and struggle and struggle you're like okay there's got to be a smarter way to approach this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it took us basically failing because like Saturday was the first time I think we like technically landed it, but it was like really, it was just botched together. It didn't look good. Plus, lucky. you know, it was lucky. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was lucky. And we didn't get it on camera anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then Sunday, it was like after failing so many times and not making progress quickly enough, that's when at least for me, it clicked that like, you know, growing up, having been an athlete, you know, if I'm trying to get better at my jump shot, I don't just like play an entire game of basketball and then assume that like my free throw is going to get better. (laughs) Right. And I feel like that was, that's what we were doing for a while. And then finally we realized like, we need to analyze, like break this down and analyze just as one thing. And yeah, that was a huge turning point for me. And you mentioned, which is what I think is really like an interesting learning experience from this to be able to extend it to other parts of your life. Um, because I think this just reinforced for me, anytime I am trying to learn something new in the future, even like, you know, guitar, um, as you brought up or any other skill, it reinforced for me how valuable it is just to get that immediate feedback and, and to also not be afraid. Because I think one of the reasons it's a little bit hard to like film yourself and document yourself doing it is that it feels uncomfortable because you then have to watch yourself screw up. And like, even when, you know, when I was writing my rap, like I was so afraid to record my first take because I was like, this is going to sound so bad. Um, But in (laughs) hindsight, it doesn't matter because it's your first fucking take, right? Actually, the worse your first first take is, the better, because then you can actually visualize, you can see progress, which is really exciting. Um, So anyway, yeah, I mean, I I don't know if there's anything you would expand on that, but I thought there's one point in there, I think as you're talking about extending this to other parts of your life. Um, the thing with this specific goal was there was like a physical consequence. That's a great point. Yeah. <laughs> like, like there's fear of that physical negative consequence happening. Right. And um, Which, uh, I definitely think that minimizing the consequence is a smart strategy for something you fear too yeah yeah so like in this case i think that trip back in december like okay let's 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 do something that gets us spinning in that direction Mm -hmm. like let's ride on our heel edge and then across the mountain and then jump and then jump yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, 
And so we get familiar with like, hey, if we fall trying to do a 360 going across the mountain, we're not in the air really like that long. Yeah. It's just like you fall on the ground. Yep. Um, and then we kind of like bumped it up a little bit too. I, re- I remember we did a run where like um, we were trying to do a back 360 mm-hmm. and this little part of the run was not in the park, but it was already had us on our toe edge. Yep. And you just had to like take that momentum and it brought you back onto the run. Yep. Like it was like a little side hit. Yeah. And then that's like, oh, that's what it feels like. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like, if we fall, then it's just like you're falling on a regular run. Yeah. So we weren't really like hitting the park jumps right away. Right, right, right. Um, So I don't know whether it's like, this is almost like educating myself. Like if I'm like trying to bet on stocks and I've never invested in stocks before. I'm not going to go put in a hundred thousand dollars right away. Yep. Maybe, maybe like a hundred dollars and yeah. then something small, just get, right. get small wins. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. I, I actually really love that application because it is interesting to think about, you know, you brought up the fact that there's a, a real physical cost, a consequence like to your health potentially that you're fearful <laughs> of. And that's what you're trying to control for. Um, but then you applied that to like investing in stocks, which obviously there is a, a financial cost and there's no physical cost. So I feel like what we've talked about so far is the value of, um, you know, reducing your exposure, reducing your risk and building up to it, which mm-hmm. for us was like doing smaller, you know, 180s and like doing it in an environment where we knew even if we fell, we weren't going to eat shit entirely, but you get comfortable with the motions. <laughs> then there's the feedback, loop, like reducing your feedback loop. And trying to get as many as many reps at, as that as possible. Then there's documenting and analyzing yourself so that you can focus on specific like micro areas to improve. And you can apply that to investing in stocks, like you said. What I think about ambitious goals that a lot of our friends or people our age have, it's wanting to you know invest in real estate, buy a property, start their own business. Right? These are like big concepts that we've a lot of us have never done before. But if you take like the small thing that that you and I have learned from you know, learning how to land a 360 on a snowboard in a matter of 48 hours, you can mm-hmm. start to apply that to other parts of your life where it's also something that you've never done before, but you've seen other people do. And to your point, you know, I would watch these guys do 360s on, on YouTube and I was like, I can for sure do that. And then <laughs> once I went out there, it was way harder than I thought, but we did it, you know? Um, we did that's, do a, it. that's like one of my favorite things about just this whole experience has been how to extrapolate, you know, those learning lessons and then apply them to like other parts of just life in general. Yeah, were there were there other aspects you felt like, like, oh my gosh, this totally feels like another goal that I tried? Hmm, that's a great question. Um, for me, you know, the easiest example that I could think of was uh, cliff jumping, which actually you and I also did together. Um, <laughs> but that, just because that was one where you know I. I learned how to do a gainer before I went cliff jumping, but I didn't really get good at it and comfortable with it until Hawaii actually. Um, and it's because I just like kept doing it over and over again. And I, there was, I just met a random guy that was there who was like taking video of me doing it. Um, so it was cool to be able to see that in real time um, and make those adjustments. And the thing that I love about cliff jumping, and this is why I'm such a big fan of it is reducing your risk, uh, as you mentioned, um, you know, you're, you're jumping in water. So like worst case scenario, you might face plant really hard. Um, but as long as you're not jumping from, you know, insanely high, uh, platforms, 
you'll come out of it okay (laughs) yeah that that reminded me is like on top of those two goals the snowboard and the cliff jump one having someone there yeah that's also trying to do the same goal hundred percent that is like because you're like equally stoked and you equally want it right or maybe one person's discouraged and the other person can like hype you up yeah 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 um or it's like both are hyped (laughs) (laughs) dude that's been one of my biggest takeaways from this whole project and that's why actually i started I, i started a rule where i have to find a partner i think i might have told you this but for every goal on my list now i have to find at least one person to partner with um, even, even if they don't necessarily join me in the act, they have to at least be like aware of it and like helping me with planning and stuff. Um, because it just makes everything, it, it makes everything go so much more quickly because you, you, well, as soon as you put that responsibility on someone else to try to create, you know, to try to make something happen together, you guys are going to be able to bounce ideas off of each other. Like, I think that's why we were able to pivot and say, fuck it, let's just hike. Right. Like, <laughs> let's just do it over and over again. I don't know if I would have taken that initiative on my own. You kind of feel silly, right. Just hiking back and forth. But when you're doing yeah. it with, you know, you, me and Jordan, I, it, <laughs> you diffuse sort of that embarrassment and you're like, whatever, all three of us are, you know, working on this thing together. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, there's just so many, there's like compounding value to just getting even just one other person to join you on your quest. Um, so yeah, that's been, that's been really cool to see. Was there anything about this one to you that felt totally unique to just this? Uh, I think that the element of danger, um, and I hadn't even thought about that until you brought it up. But as far as like all the goals on my list, I think this is the only one that genuinely has like a potential, uh, you know, physical consequence. Um, I mean, I guess you could say, you know, going to a country that I picked blindfolded could have some consequences, to, <laughs> you know, health and health factors. But, but yeah, this one has the most immediate potential consequence in that way, which makes it that much scarier, but also that much more fulfilling to be able to achieve. So would you say, um, it's worked out in your favor to not have to think about the dangers. In <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, you know, I, I forget how the, the quote goes exactly. Um, but you know, courage isn't the absence of fear. Courage is the acknowledgement of fear, but then going, getting, you know, past it anyway. Mm. Um, that's what I loved about this goal was like, it gave me a ton of confidence to go out and continue to, you know, try more tricks uh, when it comes to snowboarding, but also just other aspects of life. Like I've talked about, like just have that, you know, courage to just like try it, to just give it a shot. It's something I'd always wanted to do. I always thought looked really cool. And, um, and, and then like to be able to actually like look back and watch video, you know, uh, of you achieving that goal um, is super powerful for, you know, just moving forward. So yeah. Yeah. Is the 720 coming in the future? Yeah. I think that's our, I think that's what we got to do next, man. (laughs) How hard can two spins be? (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have to go off of a bigger kicker. That's for sure. (laughs) I think that might be my next before adding more spin like taking something that I'm getting better at at a smaller thing to a bigger feature yeah yeah um yeah because I think there is like an a thing of like you can keep learning new tricks but it gets to a point where it's like if they don't look good, like it doesn't really matter. There's yeah, hundred no percent, dude. I think your next thing because you're really comfortable on boxes and rails. I think your next thing is going to be combined like combos. <laughs> I need to wear extra padding for that. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah. I, can you hold on one second? Sorry. Yeah.
Sorry about that. Okay. Uh, I probably need to attend to that. So um, uh, everything's fine, but uh, gonna, okay. I, I, I wrap it up. I do want to just ask the very last question. Sure. Um, what is one thing on your bucket list now? Man, there's, when you told me this one to prepare for advance, I was like, ah, there's so many. <laughs> so for no specific reason, the first one that came up in my mind was like, I wrote starting a blog, but it's not necessarily creating a blog is what matters. I think it's writing my thoughts on a topic and then publishing it. Okay. Um, like whether it's like about snowboarding whether, or like right. my career or whatever. I think the thing that's been stopping me from doing that is like this, this thought that like, oh, whatever I'm about to write about, I don't feel like I'm like the best at it or I'm providing anything that different than what's already out there. So I'm like, then what's the point, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. So in a way, I guess I wanted to do this originally as like, oh, when I like journal my thoughts, yep. I really like getting my thoughts out on paper. Yeah. And I'm like, what if I just like, sent it out you know yeah but it's not like an expert at right at a right, topic. right so i don't know that, that that was definitely the one the first one that came to my that's mind. i mean dude i love that i think a lot of people have that and you you brought up sort of um imposter syndrome or, or elements imposter of that syndrome. right uh i have two questions follow-up questions for you one is i guess have you thought more deeply about like why why do you care about that and then the second question for you is, do you feel like your ideas might not be that unique because that's what you've been told or just because that's what you believe? Hmm, that's a good, the second one's hard. I have to think about that. One. <laughs> but the first one, I think it's just this habit of like journaling, right? Like we, we've talked about this a lot and how the importance of journaling kind of like helps you consolidate your thoughts into like one word at a time right right but then when I go back and look at it I'm like this is me right like this is like this is like how I feel about something um the blog I think aspect of it is like I feel like so many people are self-proclaimed like writers or whatever like I don't think I aim to be like a writer like where it's like I need to do everything in this formal way yeah um but I do enjoy the process of writing even if it's just in a journal so I'm like maybe I can do that more publicly and it's also because I think the other inspiration aspect of this is like damn, I feel like I have a lot of thoughts on things that are only in my head. Yep. What if they were like out there? Right. What if they're on paper, which makes it, you know, which makes you very vulnerable, of course, because then it's open to critique and, you know, uh, basically speculation from all these other people. So that's, that's a tough barrier to get over, but also massively liberating and also super powerful, right? Especially if, if, and when you do start to get feedback, both like negative and positive, 
it'll refine, you know, your thought process and also your ability to like write it out. In a way, I feel like this, like this podcast scratches that itch mm-hmm. in my mind. It's like sharing a thought on a topic, but it's so natural that you don't have to like, in a way, writing, you have to be a little more like structured. Right. Which I like about this. I guess this is my learning too. It's like, maybe it doesn't have to be a blog. Right. Um, maybe it's just any kind of format that allows to you to get your with. thoughts out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Dude, hundred percent. I think, I mean, I think a lot of people would share that sentiment. The thing about writing, like you just mentioned, is because there, it's, there's more of a formal element to it. There's you know guardrails around how you're supposed to write typically. And there's always an opportunity to go back and edit. That, yeah. that kind of overwhelms me. What I love about the co- podcast is like, this is obviously unscripted, right? Like this is just a free form conversation. And yeah. there might be some things here and there that I would have changed about like the way I would have said it. Or, you know, I, I had this idea that I forgot to say, but in general, like the bulk of my thoughts and my feelings about this have gotten out. And like, we've had a really interesting dialogue around it. That's what mm-hmm. I love about this type of format. And I think that's a big reason why, you know, general, you know, podcasts and, and I guess like vlogging and, and all of those different types of types of formats are, are, are catching fire is because people can just be authentic, genuine they get the bulk of their ideas out and it's not perfectly polished, but like, you know, society doesn't expect perfection. Every day, <laughs> you know? I think that's the beauty of this. It's not, it's not like an interview, you know, it's like, yeah. it's very organic. Whatever it is that you're thinking, I think you should start it, man. <laughs> Calm down. Okay. <laughs> now that you know it, we're, we're doing that. What do you I'm call gonna it? I'm going to put a calendar invite for every month to check in on you. <laughs> <Good> <laughs> Well, dude, really appreciate you hopping on and uh, yeah, being a part of this. Um, obviously, super great to catch up. And at some point, I'm also going to hit you up separately about the website um, uh, feedback on the <laughs> yeah. website. So Definitely, we'll be in touch again there. soon. But, dude, enjoy Tahoe this weekend, man. I hope you guys kill it out there. Oh, for sure. Hopefully, I get some positive videos for you. Yeah, there you go. Cleaner 360. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Send them my way. All right, bro. All right, Alex. We'll catch up soon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.